You are listening to the Embassy Church Podcast, and here is today's message. Well, good morning. (laughs) We're going to finish from Psalms 23 today, and we're going to do the end part of it. But before we do, I'm going to... I'm going to read the whole chapter. It's only six verses. Psalms 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. And this is where we're going to stay today. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever surely goodness and mercy I'm gonna stop at that first word surely surely goodness and mercy that is an emphatic word he's he's saying for sure guaranteed goodness and mercy he's saying without a doubt and it actually means to say it with force to say it like I know this for sure there's no doubt in my mind if there's anything that I doubt not this this is a for sure thing his goodness and his mercy will follow me all the days of my life in other words this is a promise and we know that, that the Lord says all of his promises are yes and amen. That means they're for sure. They're surely, for sure, his promises are this. And so we were discussing what the shepherd does. And for this one, the shepherd is, he gives perfect promises. And what he promises is goodness, mercy, and eternal life. Goodness and mercy actually means God himself. He is good and he is merciful. This is who he is. This is the attributes of God is good and merciful. It's not what he does, although he does it. It's who he is. And because he is good, that means he does good. He doesn't just do good and is sometimes good. It means because it's who he is, because he is good, he therefore can only do good. This is important. You want to stick with me on this, okay? Because he is merciful, therefore he gives mercy. 
in, in Psalms 119.68, it says, you are good and do good. Teach me your statutes. Because you are good, you do good. It, it, he can't do anything else. He can't be anything else because it's who he is. In Exodus 33, verse 18, Moses is having a conversation with God. And he says this in verse 18, he says, please show me your glory. And then he said, God says back to him, I will make my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So Moses says, show me your glory. And God says back to him, I will make my goodness pass before you. What Moses was asking when he said, show me your glory, was he was saying, show me the fullness of who you are. Show me the weight of who you are. Show me who you are. The word glory also means abundance. It means splendor. It means richness. It means reputation. He's saying, show me who you really are. Let me show you, let me sh or show me God what you are known for. And God replies back to him. I'll make my goodness pass before you. In other words, this is who I am. I am good. And I will make my goodness. I'm so good. I'm going to make my goodness pass before you. That when I pass before you, what you will see is goodness. Because it's who I am. This is so good. I heard this and I thought, oh, this is amazing. Because God is infinite and limitless, so is his goodness. Because it's who he is, not just what he does. Because he doesn't change, it means he cannot be bad because he's good. Malachi 3.6 says, for I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed. Because I am good, I can't be anything else but that. And then we have this assurance of like, well, maybe he changed his mind. No, he can't. It's who he is. He's good. Because he is everywhere... He's, he's omnipresent because he's everywhere. It means his goodness is everywhere. But one of the greatest attacks of the enemy is to try to get you to believe that God isn't good. Because that changes everything. 
if you begin to look at God or you get this thought in your mind that maybe it's not like I think, that begins to change your stance. It begins to change the way you go to him in prayer. It begins to change how you see things. It begins to change your faith. And that's the attack of the enemy. That's why this is so important that you hear this this morning, that he is good. He can't be anything else but that. And so it, it doesn't actually matter what's going on around me. No, no, he's good. That's why he says, I am the good shepherd. I am your shepherd. I am good because I can't be anything else but that. And so the enemy will try to come in and get you to question whether or not God is good. He did it with Eve in the garden, right? He sh the snake serpent, I mean, he shows up and he says, what you doing, Eve? I don't know if he said that, but I'm assuming. It had to be. He had to, he had to kind of come in there subtly. And, and she's like, oh, I'm just looking at the trees. I'm just out for a walk. Maybe grab some fruit later. I don't know. And he says, oh, you should eat of that tree. And she's like, oh, no, we can't eat of that tree. That, that's the tree we're not allowed to eat of. And he's like, why not? It's like, well, the Lord told us that we shouldn't eat from that tree. She said, we may eat of the trees of the garden, but of all the fruit of the tree, verse two, in the midst of the garden, God says, you shall not eat it. You won't, you shouldn't touch it or else you'll die. He said, don't do that. He's trying to keep her safe. Don't do that. He wasn't withholding from her. He was keeping her safe. I don't want you to die. <laughs> so I've provided all of this from you, but don't do this. And the serpent says back to her, you won't surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. Knowing good and evil, what was he saying? He's withholding from you. You, you can't trust his word, see? That doesn't even make sense. It's just another tree. What's he up to, hey, Eve? Can he really be trusted? Satan was trying to get Eve to question God's goodness. But what Satan does to try to prove that God isn't good is he uses his own work as evidence that God isn't good. He uses his own work to be like, see, God isn't good. What the Bible say that, that the thief comes, that the enemy, he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's his reputation. That's what he's known for. That's what he does. He steals, he kills, and destroys. I was thinking of um, police and, and serial killers. That's kind of morbid, I'm sorry, but... But 
but but they come to a crime scene, right? And they're investigating and they're looking at all of that. And I don't know, maybe there's a note and maybe I watched too much CSI back in the day, but you know, there's a note and they've left some things and, and they're like, this looks like something I've seen before. This looks like the copycat killer. I don't know if I make that up. This looks like this killer because it's what he does. It's his ammo. It's, it's, it's what he's known for. Same with the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It's what he does. But then there are times when there's stealing that takes place and he, he's stolen from you and then he comes and says, huh, where was God? Or if you wouldn't have done such and such a thing, maybe God wouldn't have done that to you. Ever had those thoughts? But that's not, his, that's not God's reputation. That's not what he does. Why? Because he's good. And what, the Bible says, what is God's reputation? What's Jesus' reputation? I have come that you might have life and life more abundantly. That's, that's his reputation. Because he's good. He's good. James 1.17 says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, and it comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation of shadow or shadow of turning. Every good gift. Why? Because he's good. Good gifts come from the good shepherd. Good gifts come. This one's from the Father. He's good. The next part of Psalms 23 says, Surely, for sure, goodness is going to follow me. 100% goodness is following me. And then it says, and mercy. Mercy also means goodness, kindness, faithfulness, his loving kindness, his favor. The Passion Translation calls it the tender love of God. Ephesians 2 verse 4 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, out of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead through our trespasses, made us alive together. What does he come for? To give us life and life more abundantly. What does it say? In his great mercy and love, he has come to make us alive. That's his reputation. We were alive together with Christ. By grace, you have been saved. Okay. Robert Morris says it like this. Justice is giving you what you deserve. Okay? Justice is giving you what you deserve. Mercy is not giving you what you deserve. And grace 
is giving you what you don't deserve. <laughs> I want to say it again. Justice is giving you what you deserve. In other words, you, you deserve this punishment because of this. So, so I'm giving you this punishment because you did this. You will, justice will be served, right? We've heard that. Mercy is you not getting what you should have got. So you deserved this punishment, but somebody stepped in and said, no, they deserve it. I know, but we're not going to do that. And grace is giving you what you don't deserve. You don't deserve to be given this gift. There's nothing that you have done to deserve this, but you're getting it anyway. That's grace. And this is the work of the cross. That you deserved the punishment of death. You deserved it. But God said, no. Why? Because he's merciful. And he poured out mercy. And Jesus stepped in because there had to be justice. Jesus stepped in and took what you deserved. And mercy was poured out on you. And then grace as you became the righteousness of God in Christ you didn't deserve it but you became it because of grace Lamentations 3 2 says through the Lord's mercies you were not consumed because his compassions fail not. In the message, it says it like this, and I love it. God's loyal love couldn't have run out. His merciful love couldn't have dried up. They're created new every morning. How great is your faithfulness? I'm sticking with God. I'll say it over and over. He's all I've got left. His mercy is new every single morning. When I wake up, new mercy. I made a terrible mess of yesterday. New mercy. What's this say? I don't give up on you. <laughs> and it's following me every single day of my life. Why? Because his mercy is new every single day. Me not getting what I deserve. Okay. Then it says, 
Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me. Follow means to relentlessly pursue, to chase after, to run after. It's just following behind you everywhere you go. It's just pursuing you. I, I was thinking of when I, when I, what I talked about this, this morning when I was young and I walked away from God and I just like, my heart was just broken and I just, I walked away and I wanted nothing, like nothing to do with him ever. God could go away, but he can't because he's everywhere. But I, I would have liked it to just be that way. That's how I felt. I just, leave me alone. I don't want to, I don't want to know you. And, and every single night, there he was talking to me. I know a lot of you know my, I know my story, but every night I would wake up so depressed, so dark, like dark, dark, like I've never been that dark. And I would wake up and I'd wake up crying, living on my own. And I'd hear him say, Megan, honest to God, Megan, Isaiah 60, 20, like, Stop. Leave me alone. Next night. Megan. Isaiah 6020. I told you I want nothing to do with you. You see, that's even in that where the enemy tried to get in and say, see? See that series of events that happened? If God was really good. That wouldn't have happened. That's the enemy trying to get in there and be like, see, I, he's not good. No, that was the work of the enemy. That had destruction written all over it. It had death written all over it. And so God's every night, Megan, Isaiah 60, 20. Finally, I get up, I'm sobbing. I grab my Bible, I'm like, I'm going to read it, and then you're going to leave me alone. And it's not going to say anything anyways, because I've done this before. <laughs> so I open up the Bible, and it says, and I will be your everlasting light, and your days of mourning will be no more. And I knew in that moment, it was like, he knew exactly what to say because he saw my mourning. He saw the grief. That was him relentlessly pursuing me. Not gonna take no for an answer. Read the Bible, Megan. <laughs> Read it, I've got something to say. Read it. He's following me. I'm trying to run away. I'm following you. <laughs> That's the good shepherd. You're not going to run away. Or my time in the bar when I was uh, a bartender working. Another time trying to run away. 
sitting there making drinks, doing drugs. And all the time he was there. This isn't who you are. He would show me pictures of me on a stage preaching. I didn't even speak at the time. I sang, but I was like, I ain't going to preach ever. <laughs> you need to really go away. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't who you are. This is who you are. I just want to stop for two seconds. Whoever it is that is dealing with mental illness that, that I was talking about, I just feel like the Lord is going to give you a picture of, of, of who you are, of who he says you are, and you're going to hold on to that picture. I want you to write it down. You write down what he says about you, what that picture looks like, and you look at that and say, this is who I am. This is who he says I am. You are going to walk out of this. Yeah, because he's pursuing you. This did not come from him. And so in the middle of this, he's, he's pursuing me. This isn't who you are. And he's doing this to each one of us, even in the days when it's like, you know, you haven't walked that far away, but you know your heart hurts. And you're like, maybe not like me, where you're like, I don't want him to go away. I'm just having a bad day in that moment, too. Hey, girl. Because it's what he does. Hey, guy. It's that relentless pursuit, and it says every single day. And then it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. He promises us eternal life. First John 2.25 says, this is the promise which he himself made to us. Eternal life. The Bible says that those that call on the name of Jesus, that believe that he died for us. This is for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him, whoever believes in him will not perish, but have everlasting life, eternal life. I think sometimes that we, we make this the focus, like this life, these hundred years, or however long we live. These, these hundred years, we'll say, okay, give or take. That this is it, and, and we make this the focus, but this is only a short, short time that there's more to this and it goes on and on. Eternity is a very long time. That there's more than just this life here and now. And I know that it's hard for us to imagine it or picture it, but there is. 
and he makes this promise that not only are you taken care of here in this life, but I promise you eternity with me. So in the Passion Translation, and I'm going to finish it here. In the Passion Translation, it says it like this, verse 6. So why would I fear the future? Could we just end there? So why? Why am I so afraid? When the Lord is my shepherd, the good shepherd who's never bad, <laughs> whose goodness and mercy is following me, why am I afraid? It's a saying, you don't need to be. You do not need to be afraid. Only goodness and tender love pursue me all the days of my life. Then afterward, when my life is through, I'll return to your glorious presence to be forever with you. It's important for us to know that this is Jesus speaking to us. In this moment, in this year, you know, we said 2023, Psalms 23. I am your shepherd. I am taking care of you. And here's something also important to take home with. He says, I am the good shepherd. That means you are his sheep. You are his. And he takes care of what's his. I think that maybe even in our our days ahead that we would just stop ourselves for a moment and just say, I am his. <laughs> I belong to him. And no sheep goes missing. Not one of his sheep goes missing. Are not out of his sight. I'm going to be okay. In fact, I'm going to be more than okay. Because I'm not just a sheep. I'm his sheep. I have the best shepherd in all the land. <laughs> of all the pastures I want to be in, it's this one. Not meaning this church, okay? I didn't mean that. <laughs> Because his goodness and his mercy follow me all the days of my life. And so just to recap, Adam, you can come. We started with our shepherd is our perfect provider. He provides for us refreshment, restoration, and guidance. He's our perfect protector. He provides protection, company. He provides provision and comfort. And his promises are perfect. He has perfect nature, perfect care, and he is the perfect shepherd. Amen. For more information about Embassy Church, 
visit our website at embassychurch.ca.